0: Hi, I'm Greg Schaefer and welcome to the Virtual CISO Moment. Tim Golden joins us today. He is the founder of Compliance Risk IO, a company that focuses on empowering the compliance function within your MSP by streamlining your compliance operations. Tim, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah,
1: hey, happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: So we'd love to hear about your path. How did you get started and why did you get started in IT and cyber and how did it lead you to being in the position you're at now and would like to hear more about what you're doing in that position as well
1: how far back you want to go <laughs>
0: so in the I, beginning genesis
1: <clears throat> in the beginning first there was building hardware no so uh I, I was in the military for 13 years i as a mechanic and combat engineer i was always tinkering with stuff you know, since a very young age, ripping things apart and putting them back together. And, you know, as I progressed through the years, um, started started a job where I was, well, not even a job, more of a hobby where I would go around and like, probably the generation doesn't remember this, but they would have these computer swap meets, these giant warehouses with parts and pieces all over the place and building computers. And that was so much fun. I really enjoyed like, IR switches and, you know, dip switches and all that kind of stuff. And so I built my first computer. It cost me like hundreds and hundreds of hours and thousands of dollars. And I sold it for like 20 bucks and it broke the minute it (laughs) left the door. And I was like, wait a minute. So I got out of the hardware and started getting into software, uh, specifically around web development back in, gosh, 95 and building web based applications back then. Kind of progressed through that uh, web development role into, you know, uh, always tinkering with technology into more of a sysadmin role. kind of then through the years, uh, you know, the natural progression, right? From building websites and applications to fixing computers and dealing with networks, all the way up to, you know, IT director, CTO, information security officer to today where, well, as you can see, I'm starting my own compliance company. Uh, Way back in 06, um, as an MSP or as an IT service provider, We had some federal government contracts that said you will adhere to NIST or National Institute of Standards and Technologies, NIST, 853, which is a control framework. And at the time it was version three. Nobody knew what the heck that meant. So we basically, I had to dive in head first with a better part of a year, figuring out what this thing was and then growing and iterating us and me personally around what are controls? How do they apply? What do we do to make sure we're following them? Well, That—that's
0: baptism by fire, starting with NIST 853. I mean, that's a, that's not it, exactly an easy ride, right there. No, and it was version
1: three at the time, just on the cusp of version four. So, you know, we kind of started with three, and then literally a few months later, we we're right into version four, and mm-hmm. living and breathing that day in and day out since so twenty. 2007-ish or whatever. So, so, yeah, compliance has really been an understanding risk management frameworks or RMFs has really been the heart of what I've been doing
0: a lot for the last 20 years. So uh, what does Compliance Scorecard do?
1: So, yeah, that's a great question. You know, we, as, as I said, as an MSP, uh, getting more involved in the MSP community really realized just how much MSP struggle with that big, scary word compliance. Reality is, is it's not really scary. It's literally the guardrails. It's the rules. It's the referee in which we play by. And so I would do some consulting. I would give away free advice. I would offer help. And before I was new, it, I was basically giving away two days a week for free. Not
0: sustainable. No, no. no. Time is our most v- valuable resource. Yep. So
1: Reorganized, Restructured built a compliance focused peer group to help teach MSPs the 20 years of mistakes I made. And that kind of morphed over time. As I said, I've been writing software forever. We've been building uh, federal uh, uh, websites and applications for the federal government, maintaining federal standards and ATO. And I thought, well you know i'm doing this stuff for me and i have this you know code that i wrote for me and all of the participants in the peer group were like i want that can you give me that and it's some really good friends that were like dude you need to take that sassify it and give it to msps so fast forward here we are with compliance scorecard we are Still, kind of compliance risk.io, but we're rebranding into compliance scorecard, um, where we provide the first governance as a service platform dedicated to MSPs. Since we've used all the GRC, governance risk and compliance tools, we found that none of them really governed
0: appropriately
1: or well. Mm-hmm. We have a software history, I decided to write our own.
0: That's awesome. I, I love that. Well, with your with your history, particularly um with MSPs, I'm sure that you've worked in helping small and mid-sized businesses many, many times. So, in mm-hmm. about 30 seconds, I'm going to come back and ask you what do you think is one of the most significant threats today that small and mid-sized businesses face in the cybersecurity arena? So we'll be right back. VCSO Services is a small, specialized, veteran-owned information security firm with a calling founded on Christian values and focused on the needs of small and mid-sized businesses. Our passion is to help small and mid-sized businesses gain a fighting chance in an increasingly hostile cybersecurity threat environment by providing executive part-time virtual CISO services, information security risk management services, and CISO advisory services. Check them out at vcsoservices.com. All right, Tim, you've had 30 seconds, actually technically 34. So it's a little bit longer than I thought it All right. was. So
1: What's I'm just gonna well, I'm gonna answer that, but first I'm gonna say thank you for your core values and mission statement. It's it's a
0: challenge
1: in the IT space to find uh, like-minded Christian individuals that are willing to be public about that and actually being public about that. So I commend you for that. Another brother in arms. I appreciate that.
0: I I think it's very important to be bold in the faith and and I I won't be silent. So thank you very much.
1: Awesome. And I appreciate that. So to answer your question, the biggest threat to uh, small businesses, I first want to quantify my definition of small businesses, which is not the norm. And I look at a small business as any organization that has less than 50 humans working at it. In fact, the more specific for me, it's zero to 20, right? I look at that micro business as who we are trying to help. They're the ones that make up what 93% of the companies here in the United States and the ones that are at the most risk. And one key aspect that they can do to better protect themselves is to build defensibility around proper documentation that helps them say what they're doing, protect what they're doing. Documentation, in my mind, is the first step of cybersecurity program.
0: Def- I'm writing that down. Defensibility of what they are doing. Is that correct? Yeah. I, I love that. I love that way of saying it. Often when we're working with clients in the virtual CISO space, that's one of the things that, that, of course, whether it's an audit or an exam or a third-party vendor risk assessment, when we are when we advise on how they're supposed to answer, it's like, obviously, A, be truthful, but also be defensible. And I think yep. that that word defensible is it needs to be expanded and mm-hmm. people and small and mid-sized businesses understand it a little bit more. Um, so how can they be more defensible when it comes to their documentation?
1: Right. So, and I want to not take credit for the word defensible, but this is something that is pretty dear and near and dear on my heart and my constituents and my partners and clients, right? To be defensible when the boom happens or the event happens, and we're going to look to insurance or, or regulators or, or. Or the federal government, when we report to them, they're going to ask, "What did you do?" When you're sitting in front of your peer, jury of your peers, whatever, they're going to ask, "Did you have a good password policy? Did you have an incident response plan? You know, did you have backup plans or training plan? Did you have things in place, the supporting documentation that can help prove you're providing?" due care, due diligence, or defensibility.
0: And sometimes a kind of nebulous for small and mid-sized businesses is like, well, okay, we have one. Let's just say password policy. We have one, but just because we have one, is there something we need to do with it? I mean, that's the problem. Yeah, it, it gets to the point of like, sometimes I think that businesses feel it's very easy to just take Um, a you can go to chat GPT and say, hey, make up a a password policy for me. And then there you go. It's all done. Writing the policy is the easiest part. Making sure that it's implemented and being followed. That's the hardest part.
1: Right. And that's one of the things that we saw when we looked at the governance as a service base Mm and creating a category of one, this blue ocean of let's actually govern these things. What good is a password policy if number one, The executives don't authorize it and even more importantly end users are not trained on it and they don't adopt these practices these good business hygiene cyber hygiene practices i mean we can go anywhere in the world and grab a template or chat gpt or whatever to build a document but then it just let's face it sharepoint is where documents go to die and that's what (laughs) happens they become shelfware in sharepoint i mean I spoke to a client a couple of weeks ago, a couple months ago, and they haven't updated their employee handbook in like 14 years. And I asked them, I was like, so when COVID happened, did you let everybody work from home? Well, yeah, of course. Did you change your employee handbook? Oh, all right. So now with all the new maternity, paternity, child, you know, having baby kind of things, do you have a different policy? Well, yeah, we let people do X, Y. Did you update your employee handbook? Oh, no. So it doesn't just apply to cyber-related policies and procedures, but business-wide. We just happen to focus on the cyber stuff, but that doesn't mean we can't use our platform for equal opportunity documentation or employment opportunities or employee handbooks or any of those kinds of things that need to actually be governed.
0: So you mentioned earlier governance for MSPs, so managed service providers, I guess. Yep. Pr- make yep. sure we're, we all love acronyms here in this yes. case. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you, I, I'm, I'm having a problem, maybe it's because I'm, you know, in the middle of this flu bug thing, but I'm yep. having a problem visualizing what information security, cybersecurity governance for MSPs means. Well, so let's, So the service,
1: let me, let me, let me break it down. Very simply, we are channel only. We sell our stuff to MSPs and VCSOs or fractional CISOs like yourself, right? Our platform is for you to A, do this work on yourself because you should, and B, do this work for your clients at scale.
0: Okay. Okay. I understand it. Now, I was thinking about the MSPs um, security program, but it's basically a channel (coughs) pass-through deal. And and truth be told,
1: you better be doing this work on yourself, right? Eat your own dog food, drink your own champagne, all those, you know, fun things that people say. And that's why we give the platform to our VCSOs and MSPs for free to use, because they better be doing this work on themselves,
0: Oh and that, see that's a that's a good carrot there cuz I was about to ask about it cuz I have not investigated the platform yet I I've um learned about it uh, been in a couple of your talks I think one was uh, you you you've been you gave a presentation on VCso Catalyst which by the way yeah. if you're a virtual CISO and you're not a part of VCso Catalyst look them up you should be a part of that um, Yeah you should but and you brought up a good point too to all virtual CISOs is like they should practice what they preach now I'll be I'll be completely uh, transparent here. We don't use your product right now as far as governance goes, but we do use a different GRC product called Ramba. One of those yep. boxes behind me is the box one of them that handles our firm's GRC stuff. So I totally right. agree with with that philosophy. If you don't do it yourself, you have no platform, no pun intended, to go right. out and do it with others. So mm-hmm. um Absolutely. So so is it is it a SaaS product or is it a, um, okay, so it isn't something that you would have to load like on a machine like I've done here.
1: So, so as I mentioned before, we've been developing web applications for the feds for years. Our web applications that have been what's called ATO, authorization to operate against FedRAMP moderate equivalent standards. So I have a history, a proven track record of building, quote, quote, FedRAMP moderate web applications. So when I built compliance scorecard, I built it on that same foundation and the same principles, so that we eventually can be what's called FedRAMP LI or LISAS, a version of FedRAMP for us. Now, it takes time and money and effort, but we've put in all of that work up front from ground zero. We are going to get our SOC 2 and our ISO. Despite not wanting to do that, we would rather be FedRAMP. But people keep asking. So we're working through our SOC 2 and ISO 27001 right now. Got to give the people yeah. what they want. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I got tired of explaining the difference between SOC 2 and FedRAMP to prospects. And I was like, I'm I'm just going to go get it done since they don't understand. They just want to check in a box. Are you SOC? Yes. Okay. Well, do you want to yep. see my report? Well, I don't even know how to read the <laughs>
0: That's another, another conversation at another time. That <laughs> is a long conversation. And probably I would suspect that 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 you're actually going to end up saving time by going through the sock too, as opposed to having to have all those conversations to try to explain that in the different That's why run.
1: I pulled the trigger on the sock and ISO just I
0: hate to say it. You'll learn from me. I'm kind of blunt, but
1: I'm like to shut the prospects up, to give them something. (laughs) Yeah, we kind of know what we're doing. And it's not just us saying that. There's an ISO that we have. There's a SOC 2 and SOC 1. Yeah, we're doing the checkbox things you're asking. But we are not a checkbox compliance company.
0: Yeah, that's kind of a tough message to get through. But sometimes, again, you just got to do what the customer asks. Now, you you did talking about the the future and all that. You recently, I think it was today, um, had an interesting LinkedIn post about um, some interesting, exciting news about compliance scorecard. You want to talk about that for a yeah, minute? Yeah, sure.
1: Thank you for that. Uh, October eighteenth, which was yesterday, um, so we officially made our announcement uh, with our amazing principal investor. Arnie Bellini. If you don't know who Arnie Bellini is, he is one of the founders of ConnectWise. ConnectWise is a giant tool in the MSP space. Um, And we, you know, we've worked with him and chatted with him for several months along the way. And he just, he really liked what we were doing so much so that he invested three and a half million dollars into our company. And so we're excited to have his leadership to have his partnership, to have his mentorship, right? I'm a product guy, I'm a tech guy. You know, he's a business person. He gets that part of the world. I mean, he built a multi-billion dollar company at ConnectWise, and so, so really good synergies between what he brings to us and what we can bring to him. A great product, a first to market solution for MSPs. At the end of the day, we have a, a, a shared similar vision and that is to protect our digital borders here in the United States against our foreign adversaries. And we both share that similar vision.
0: That's awesome. Congratulations. That's that's just stellar to hear. I'm looking forward to seeing the growth of the company as it goes along. But I know that all of this, just being in information security, cybersecurity can be stressful. And oh, yeah. being an entrepreneur can be stressful on top of that. And then now, with the growth like this that can add opportunity, which can also add stress. And it's very, very important, particularly in our field. Um, There's a lot of burnout. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. mental health issues. And um, what's one of the things that you do to decompress, to get away from that stress?
1: Greg, I love the fact that you bring this up, right? Cuz it's kind of like that that, you know, hidden shadow thing over there that we don't talk enough about. Yeah, we don't talk enough about supporting our teammates and our colleagues and their mental health number 1. But we also don't talk enough about supporting our own mental health, our own physical health, right? And so, for me personally, yeah, right now I'm in the throes of it and I have to be cognizant and remember to take a time out, to, to stop and go do something that has nothing to do with my business or whatever. And that happens to be the drone that's over my shoulder that you can see behind me.
0: Ah, okay.
1: So uh, for years, I ran a photography business and I've always loved both the creative aspect, although I'm not totally creative and i loved obviously the technical aspect and that's grown and pivoted to now drone photography and as i've been in here in new hampshire this time of year with the fall colors it's a lot of fun
0: oh i can imagine my brother lives up there i have yet to visit him though he recently moved up to to the new i can't remember the town though but uh that's one of the states that i have yet to be in um so we'd love
1: to we'd love to have you up
0: here so um you have already talked a lot about future plans um you want to expand on that a little bit
1: yeah sure so um as you can see my title underneath says compliance scorecard for the last year we've been known as compliance risk.io we're transitioning into compliance scorecard and what we're really trying to build here is like individual microservices that are individual grades. I mean, you can relate it pretty easy to high school. Math, reading, science, you got an A, an F, and a D, that sums up into your GPA. We're kind of doing the same thing, where right now we have six of the 19 products built um, and or just about to be pushed to production. So things like policy scorecard, and the governance around pushing out policy documentation. I talked about that earlier. We have assessment scorecard, the ability to do assessments and rate them appropriately. Mm -hmm. And so on and so on. And so I'm not going to bore you with all 19, but one, one big key differentiator that we just rolled out that we're very excited for is our asset scorecard. There are tons of tools that give you asset lists, but what are they? an Excel document that you may or may not look at or dump into SharePoint, no. We've actually automated this now. Tie in your source of truth, set the cadence. By the way, CIS or the Center for Internet Security says monthly, tie in your source of truth, pick your cadence, we'll go out to that source of truth, pull it down, give you in the browser, so never again will you have to touch a physical file, or deal with SharePoint permissions because we're all rule-based, pull that down, give you a Excel-like version in the browser with all the right data and all the right columns that you can quickly review red, yellow, green for new duplicate or suspect duplicate, look at it quickly, realize you either have new devices or you don't. And then this is the caveat as an MSP, pushing that to my end customer to get them to sign off and adopt and acknowledge yeah that's my hardware list and essentially transferring that risk to the client where it belongs and we do that all automatically set it once forget it and you review it on the monthly cadence or weekly cadence and you're cl- all with change management, with audit logging, version control, all that fun stuff. Literally, set it and forget it. Once a month, you go look at it. Yep, it's right, or it's not right, and then you have to fix your source of truth, of course. But the key component: having your end user, your end client, in the know. Mm-hmm.
0: So we're awesome. pretty excited. About,
1: we're pretty excited about that uh, particular scorecard.
0: Uh, website that we can go to to learn
1: more, so uh, yeah. So, both compliance scorecard.com is up, but it's blank today as of October 19th. It should be fully fleshed out by January 1st or sooner. In the okay. meantime, you can find us at ComplianceRisk.io. It's easy
0: to remember, Tim. I got one other last, last, last quick question for you just because I'm curious, because you have a dog over your shoulder oh, you found her and i usually have a dog over my shoulder a a non-living dog although the dog might think that the dog is uh-huh. living um in fact hang on one second hold that thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh look at that they're almost alike this is the first time it's like I, I've actually brought dog out. That's the name of this dog. Tell me about your dog.
1: So, so this is checkers. We're a compliance company. She is a boxer.
0: Uh, Get it? Checker. Boxer. Get Check uh, right? the box. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, box. This, this is just dog. He used to be my co-pilot when I owned a Cessna 172 and, Now he's my co-pilot here, and he's usually over my shoulder. Nobody ever asks about him for the most part, one or twice, but once or twice. But um, uh, go go have some food. (laughs) <laughs> well, there's
1: always a story. We're big pet lovers. We've always had boxers. Well, and we've had other dogs too, but boxers, you know, they're they're loyal, they're they're trainable, they're trustworthy, like all the core values that we are as compliance scorecard. So we have a new mascot
0: and we're getting a new logo as part of the breed brand and all that fun stuff. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. I'm glad I asked about it. Well, Tim, thank you so much. This has been illuminating, a uh, fun conversation. Appreciate you taking the time, and best of luck with Compliance Scorecard. It just sounds like a lot of excitement going on.
1: Greg, thank you so much for having me, and thank you so much
0: for the work that you're doing in our community. Thank you, and everybody, stay secure.